This is episode one of season five of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will share our New Year's resolutions and running goals. of Runner Girls, three women brought together by love of running. Yes, back together in the new year. Happy New Year, ladies. Yes, 2017. Oh, so much promise, right? Starting off the new year, it's always so exciting. Setting goals, making plans, and looking forward to growth and new things. And then, you know, it kind of fades probably about halfway <laughs> through the year, but I always get so excited when the new year comes around. But um, how have your holidays been, Katie? Uh, really good. Really, really good. Of course, it was much easier to make the trip home for the holidays this year. Two hours drive is much better than an eight-hour drive in the turnpike, and we... Uh, had the threat of some inclement weather so knowing that I didn't have to leave you know two or three days before going back to work it it was just really really nice very relaxing went back to work for one week and then we were out two days for snow so (laughs) even a nice easy transition back to work after the holiday break so as long as I can fight off this little cold that I feel like I'm coming down with I'll be doing okay yeah stay healthy and yep. stay warm. How was that snow there? Uh, well, that's that's been an adjustment. My poor dog, Maddie, when I take her outside, she's like, what? What is this? Why are you making me walk around in the snow? But thankfully, I ran to Kroger after I got off work on Wednesday because we knew the snow was coming. And when I parked my car, I hoped that I wouldn't have to move it until I went back to work on Monday, which thankfully has been the case. I went out there and scraped it off and we got about three and a half inches, but it's been really, really cold. Last night it was like seven degrees and today I don't think it got above like 18 or 19. So um, as little time as I have to go outside, the better. (laughs) Wow. Well, I hope you stay warm. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah, it's it's just as cold up here. Maybe a little colder overnight, but uh, yeah, it's it's brutal. You know, once it gets down into the teens, it's just bitter, <laughs> bitter cold. Mm-hmm. So w- surprisingly, though, we had a really mild December. Um, I finished my uh, temperature blanket project that I that I'd started last oh, January. Yeah. I saw that, mm-hmm. and I was. It's kind of cool because you can look back over the blanket and see the differences in the temperature. And December was really mild for us. There's a lot of green in there, which means like 60s and like 50s and stuff. So, so yeah, it was a really nice December. We got a little bit of snow then, but we've been getting more now that it's uh, January. So how about you, Megan? You've got some snow, and um, how were your holidays? Good. I spent them um, what I call adulting. I went and got my name changed and took care of insurance. Wait, and you changed your name? Of... Oh, yeah. Uh, Marshall and I eloped in November, right before Thanksgiving. Congratulations. Thanks. Yay! I gave him the choice of do you want to buy a house or do you want to have a wedding? And, well, we know which one he chose because we eloped. So... <laughs> 
we're working on getting ready to buy a house. So that's one of our big spring goals, but we eloped. And so I spent Christmas winter break getting my name all switched around and going to the DMV and social security and just waiting forever at places. So much fun. (laughs) And then we just spent holidays with family. And then we did our annual New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, midnight race, which was really nice. Awesome. And cold. And then this week, I went back to work Monday, and then kids came back Tuesday, and then we got snow Friday night. I started around 4 Friday afternoon, and we got about 8 inches, which is pretty much unheard of for North Carolina, yeah. especially our area. It doesn't, 8 inches is not very often. We get a lot more ice than snow. And then, you know, it only got up to 19 today, 20 maybe. It's between 5 and 11 tonight, depending on what uh, weather app I'm looking at is the high in the or like the low at about 5 in the morning tomorrow. So school's canceled tomorrow. School will probably be canceled Tuesday and possibly Wednesday. Wow. Because nothing is plowed. Only some main roads, none of the roads people live on. And then with how cold it is, any of the snow that melts today is frozen. And then it's not supposed to get above freezing tomorrow. We don't actually hit non-freezing temperatures until about the afternoon on Tuesday. It takes a long time for you guys to recover from a snowstorm, I guess, huh? Because we have like a big blizzard like that, eight inches, and we'll be, we'll have that day off of school. And then the next day, everybody's back at school. Yeah, yeah, that's not nope, not going to happen here <laughs> at all. Part of it's just because we don't have the resources because we might get one or two snows like this a year. Yeah. So there's no point in having resources because last year it snowed once and it was nowhere near. It was like two inches. Right. So it's just ridiculous for us. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. The best part is I don't have any Mondays uh, in school in January now. We'll have every Monday off. Wow. Because next Monday is Martin Luther King Day, so we get that day off. And then the next Monday after that is a teacher work day. And then we'll have the 30th of January, but that really starts February, so it doesn't count. Nice. So you guys don't even have to go to school on the work days? Well, yes and no. I'm not going because I can't trust to drive. So what they do is they it's an optional teacher work day. And if you can't make it, you can make time up with your principal. Oh, okay. And I stay after school all the time anyway. So making up eight hours over a week, yeah, I just have to stay two extra nothing. hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I do that anyway. So that'll be fine. And I might go Tuesday if we're out just because I should be able to get to school by then because I live on pretty main roads. But last time the road to school wasn't plowed. So we'll see. It's nice because I love looking at snow and seeing the snow and the dogs love playing in it. Luna was eating it today. She'd (laughs) run to a pile and she'd put her nose in it and eat all the snow and then she'd run around and then eat more snow. And I have all these tracks through the front yard of just dogs running. You can see where they made all the trails. But it's kind of screwing up everything too. Like running because I can't run in the snow and I would not trust these people to drive while I ran in the snow at least you know that this is probably it like you're probably not going to get a lot more snow (laughs) so you have no we might get it one or two more times this year and that would be a lot for us right if we got it any more than that 
So, yes, it is really nice to know that we're done and it and it's not going to take any time away from spring break or anything because we have like five days built into our calendar. So it'll be good. It's going to be great and wonderful. And I might actually go out and play in it a little bit tomorrow. Nice. Awesome. Well, that's exciting for you and for North Carolina to have all that snow and to be getting married and buying a house. So many new changes going on. I kind of feel like, wow, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we had Thanksgiving up at my mom's house, which was nice because I haven't been up there in a while. That was up in uh, Dexter, Maine. So it was nice to to go up there and get away. And then... um, Christmas we had a Christmas party here for my family and then Christmas Day we went up to Jeff's parents house and it was really nice too did Secret Santa with them which is always fun I keep getting the same person every year so he keeps getting pretty much the same gifts which is funny Um, this year Jeff got me for Secret Santa which was awesome because he got me running stuff <laughs> so that was really great and then um the kids stayed up there for a week with uh jeff's brother for vacation and jeff and i had date week and celebrated our one year anniversary so it was really nice and yeah that's it i've been working out a lot and uh i guess we can get into that when we talk about our training are you girls ready to move along and talk about our training sure yeah All right. So, Katie, let's start with you. You've been pretty busy with the new job. How has your running been going or not going? (laughs) Well, I I ran on Thanksgiving, right, for the annual turkey trot with my sister. And since then, I have not run. So I'm um, hoping to get back into it. And I know that we're going to go over like our goals and stuff coming up. So that's definitely on the horizon. As I mentioned, I've I've already registered for Run the Bluegrass. This will be the fifth consecutive year for me to run that race. So looking forward to that and, and need to start running in order to train for that really soon. Is that March? It's April 1st. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like tomorrow I should probably start running, but, um, yeah, nothing has happened since November because I've just been crazy, crazy, crazy. A lot more time is eaten up with teaching in Kentucky than was teaching in South Carolina. A lot more just kind of, um, commitments that you, you have that come along with the job, a lot more meetings, a lot more field trips, a lot more just stuff, you know, that take up all the time that we all have so much of extra just, yeah, not, not much running has happened, but hopefully that will change soon. So with all of your job commitments, how do you feel like you're going to be able to fit in running I, I can't imagine being in that position and I have no idea what I would do. And I, I have three days of work a week, four days, no work at all. And I still can't fit in everything that I want to do. So how, how, I don't know. Well, we started second semester last week, the one day of work that I had last week. Yeah. And the schedule that I have here is I have the same classes all year long. It's on a block schedule. So I have 
four blocks a day and they alternate. So like Monday, I'll have four classes, the same group of kids. And then Tuesday, I'll have four different classes, the same group of kids. So it's like an every other day type deal rather than switching at the semester mark. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like at least going into second semester, you do get to kind of press the restart button with grades and paperwork and all that kind of thing because everything is finalized, of course, at the end of a semester. So my plate is a little bit light at the moment just because it's not piled down with everything I I have to do right now. It's still pretty empty with the beginning of the semester, but I at least have an idea of everything that's coming up as far as, you know, what meetings that I have to go to every week and what field trips that I'm going to have to attend and what competitions are coming up on the schedule. And last semester, I wasn't really able to do that because it was my first semester at the school, you know, so I didn't really know what all was required of you. So this year, and I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but one of the the things that I've got to do a better job of is balancing my work life and my personal life just because first semester, I mean, there were some days that were really, really hard and I pride myself on really being a positive person and I'm still super glad that I made the move and I'm super thankful for the job and all of my coworkers are amazing. All of the kids I have are amazing, even though some days you like them a little more than others. But, you know, all in all, the job itself is great. It's just been really hard to juggle everything. Yeah. So... I guess long story short and to answer your question is I feel like I have a better grasp on what I have to do second semester. So it should be a little bit easier for me to hopefully find a solution on how to fit things in better. Time management, right? Phrase that very well. But yes. Yeah, just to manage everything a little better. All right. Well, if there's anything I could do to help, I mean, I can't imagine what I could do, but like, I, I... Uh, thanks Sue. I'll ship you, uh, ship you some papers to grade or something, but no, I, I appreciate the offer. And like I said, I do feel at least a little more comfortable going into second semester because now I know what to expect. Good. I think it was just overwhelming and, and time was so constricted because it was like every day there was something new they were throwing at me. And I was just like, holy crap, do you want me just to stay up all night? Like, how am I supposed to get all of this done? So even if it maybe means staying at work for an hour or two after school ends, but trying to make sure like everything for that day is finished. And then that way, when I come home, I can go to the gym or whatever, because my complex has a gym, lots of treadmills, all that kind of stuff. So um, as long as I have the free time after work, I should be able to squeeze in what I need to squeeze in. All right. Well, it sounds like you're aware of the situation and you know what you got to do and (laughs) hopefully you will be able to, to manage it. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, it's never stopped you before, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. Awesome. So Megan, Last we spoke, you and Marshall had some 5K races coming up, and so you were planning on continuing your running and hitting your mileage goal for last year. How did all of that go? Well, we did all of our 5Ks except for one, and that's because it 
number one was the day after Marshall's work Christmas party. And two, it was like sleeting and raining the morning of the 5K. <laughs> so we kind of laid down in bed and said, nope, we're just going to sleep instead. I missed my yearly mileage goal by less than seven miles. And I'm okay with that. You still like way surpassed any other year that you ran. Oh, yeah. Like tripled any other year I've run. So it was not a big deal. But it would have been helped if in November I had run more than eight miles. Oh. Or December I had run more than 16. Yeah. So I pretty much went from after my marathon, I ran a total of like 25 miles. Just because I didn't feel like it. And then it got cold. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for taking that time off after the marathon and really letting your body recover. Yeah, I just, I was like, I'm not... Just having that mental break. Yes, I'm not on a training plan. I don't have to get up and run if I don't want to, so I'm not going to. And then a week in November and a week in December, I was sick, coughing and everything. And I was like, I'm not going to run like this. So that all played a part in it. But I feel good about last year. And coming up for this year, and Marshall's getting faster, running his 5Ks, because we improved all of our times from last year. Nice. And he did like a 31 or 32-minute 5K. Awesome. We got a couple awards. I think I I came in second place, and then first or second place in another 5K. Yeah, I thought I saw you had like a first in your age. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, I was looking back when I was putting the show together for tonight. I was looking back over our last resolutions outline for last mm-hmm. year. And you hit several of your goals for last year because you did your sub 35K and you did your marathon. Mm-hmm. And I, I assumed you would hit your mileage goal, but you came really close. So you, you got pretty close to that one, too. Yeah. And that's I was like, I feel good about my goals and where I achieved with them for last year. So I'm super happy with my running and the way it's going and my times. How's it going now? Well, I ran twice this week to start off the new year. Nice. So that's something. And then I was stretching or something and hurt my thigh. Like not, I didn't hurt it, but I could, when I touched it, it was sore. I was like, I'm just going to stay off it for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then we got snow. So I will be, I told Marshall, I'm going to try to go to the gym tomorrow at noon when the sun is the highest and it's the warmest almost. And the road should be pretty clear because for me to get from here to the gym is all main roads that will be clear. So is there a race that you're currently training for? Yes, I am training for a half in the middle of March, March 19th, to PR. Okay, what race is that? Tobacco Road. Tobacco Road, nice. So my flat half from last year that I PR'd at by like 16 minutes or whatever. Awesome. And what are you using for training? One from the coach I trained for my marathon with. And training has sucked so far because I was supposed to start December 11th. But, you know, we're going to pick it up, like, halfway through, and it's going to be great. <laughs> okay. Actually, it's I'm picking it up at week five of 14, so not halfway through. What's the long run for that week? It's eight miles with the middle miles at race pace. And my race pace right now is a 1041. Okay. So it's totally manageable. Yeah. All right. 
Well, sounds like you got to get back in the groove there. <laughs> yeah. And I, like Katie, have been fighting the work-life balance. So yeah. I made a promise to myself that I would leave by 5.30 every day unless something came up. Nice. So that's my goal. A couple days last week, I just said screw it and left it like 3.30 as soon mm-hmm. as I could. I was like, <laughs> I'm not staying. I don't care. And then it's about to get really easy, Katie, because I have an intern who's doing her student teaching, like her final internship. Oh, nice. So she'll take over the class I planned for, for like eight weeks, and I won't have to do anything. Nice. Jealous. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, I'll still be helping her and everything, but it will take a lot of the stress off. Yeah, just the everyday stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's super exciting. Awesome. So hopefully you'll have time to do some of that half marathon training then. Yes. All right, cool. So um, last we left off, I believe that last episode we recorded in October, I was talking about how I was going to do an ultra marathon in a couple weeks. (laughs) That didn't happen. (laughs) The first weekend, um, no, it was the last weekend in October, we went up to Paul and Sharon's house for the weekend. And when I got up there, I realized that there was a half marathon going on that weekend. And it was, um, a lot of it was the same course for Midnight Owl. And I was like, how can I not do this race? I have to do this race. So um, I was planning on running 12 miles that weekend as my long run anyway. And so I just decided I'm add another mile on and do a half marathon. So we stay at Paul and Sharon's and the morning I get up, get ready to do the race. And as I'm getting dressed and whatnot, I realize my my back is sore and I don't know why. You know, I have lower back pain from time to time just from like having a really strenuous job, like physically demanding job. Sometimes my back will ache at the end of the day. So so I figured I'd just stretch and it would be it would be fine. I go to the race and I'm doing a little bit of a warm up stretching before the race and it's not getting better and I'm starting to get a little worried, but I figure, oh, maybe when I run, that'll loosen it up. <laughs> so I, I started off with, uh, I want to say it was like a 2.15 or 2.30 pacer. I don't remember because I don't remember what my plans were for that day. It was so long ago now. But we started off, we were supposed to be running around a 10-minute mile and the pacer that I started behind because I'd never run with a pace group before. I was so excited. I was like, I'm just going to run the same pace the whole race. It's going to be awesome. Um, and the 10 minute mile should have been easy considering I was a few weeks out from my marathon. I had all this fitness. First mile we go through in like 9:30, and I what? am getting out of breath. And I was like, what the heck? I'm wearing all of these layers because it's cold. So I, like af- at the first aid station, I'm peeling off like all of my layers and like just throwing them. I'm like, I don't care. I, I need to be able to run. So he manages to get down closer to like 10 minute mile, but it's still like the first few miles are still like just under, like it's still a little fast. Um, so I end up losing the pacer probably around the time that I was discarding all my clothing. And my back is, is still bothering me, but I'm able to like run through it. It's, it's not too bad. And um, in the first probably four or five miles are pretty good. You know, there's some nice downhills 
And then I get to the turn where we have to run back up West Side Road, which is the route that I usually run the opposite direction on Midnight Owl. So I'm, I think when I run at Midnight Owl, it's more downhill. And this way, it was like more uphill. <laughs> so it starts getting hard at that point. And um, I think I made it to like six or seven miles before I ended up having to stop and, and do some walking. And I was in some pain. And so the rest of the race was pretty much a run-walk struggle, and it was really disappointing to me because I just friggin' ran a marathon and I couldn't finish a half. So I was a little frustrated with that, and my back was bothering me. But I finished, and my finish time was 2.21, so not the PR that I'd hoped for, but I felt like that was still decent considering how much trouble I had during that race. Well, after that... My back was wrecked Mm. pretty much from the time I finished that race for like the next like four days. I was in pain, Um, didn't go to work for a couple days, didn't do much of anything. And so and then I on top of that, I got sick. So by the time that the next weekend rolled around and it was time for that ultra marathon, I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. I was sick and, and my back was still bothering me. It's all better now, thankfully. It wasn't too bad after, like, you know, a few days or whatever I got over it. But, but uh, yeah, that was disappointing because I really wanted to capitalize on that supposed marathon fitness that I had. A couple weekends later, though, I did find another race, which was the Tiger Trot 10-mile race in Northampton, New Hampshire. This ended up being very hilly. I ended up finishing in an hour and 46 minutes, and it was a it was a tough 10 mile. I expected to be a lot faster than that. Not a lot faster, but a few minutes faster than that. But um, still turned out to be a PR for me because I'd only ever run one other 10 mile race. So it was like a PR by like 20 seconds maybe. <laughs> um, and then I took the next five weeks off of running. So I haven't done a lot, and my thought process here was like my shins had been like kind of tender throughout marathon training as they always are for me Um, and I know that I wanted to train for another marathon in the spring so I thought maybe if I just focus more on cross training and kind of let my bones recover then I will be stronger in the spring plus I read an article on um, how you can maintain fitness or even improve fitness without running so I was like I'm going to try this, see if I can get better without actually running. And I wanted to lose some weight because I think that having put on weight during my marathon training and during the holidays ended up in me having worse races because I was just heavier. And so it's harder to run the same pace when you're heavier. So I've been losing weight, um, not a lot, just a few pounds that I put on. And now I'm back to my racing weight, which is good. And I've been going to the gym and just doing pretty much everything possible. Um, I found my gym has an arc trainer, which is supposed to replicate running motion without the impact. So I've been doing a lot of that. I've been doing a lot of elliptical. Um, Stairmaster has been incredibly helpful for like endurance. Like it's a really good workout. Uh, I've been doing cycling and I've been going to the pool again and swimming and aqua jogging. So pretty much everything butt running. (laughs) And I've been doing bodyweight workouts. The only thing I haven't been doing is yoga, which I just started doing again because I figured out that that's, Brie helped me figure out that that's why my back has been um, getting really tight on me. It was that I'd stop stretching and stop doing yoga. So I'm doing that again and uh, that's getting better. 
so yeah, that's what I've been up to. I started running again last week. I did a couple runs. And then um, this week I did two or three runs. But I've also just started like getting into snowshoe racing or snowshoeing because Jeff got me snowshoes for Christmas and that's what people in Maine do in the winter when they can't run is they put (laughs) snowshoes on and they go race and the 603 run club that I joined has like a whole snowshoe race series so uh, I'm planning to do one this weekend which is the Whitaker Woods snowshoe scramble in North Conway and that'll be four miles which I think is going to be really challenging because I don't know if you've ever tried running in the snow, but it's it's really hard. Even with the snowshoes, it's really hard. So I, I went out yesterday at, during the, the snow, and I went out and did, like, three miles. And I had to do run-walk, like, after, like, running for two minutes. I I had to walk again. So, I mean, it's I couldn't run for more than two minutes at a really slow pace. Um, it's really brutal, so... I decided I'll do this one race and then we'll see if I sign up for another. (laughs) So that has been my training. That sounds tough. That makes me think of like running in the sand, you know, and I know how difficult that is. So I'm sure it's pretty similar. I'm not sure which is worse because the uh, the sand sucks. I mean, it does. And at least with in the snow, you have the snowshoes, but then you have all of the added weight of the shoes and the boots oh, yeah. and all of the winter clothing. So, yeah, it's just they both suck. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to do it. Why not torture myself? <laughs> it's making me stronger. That's what, I, that's what I keep telling myself. There you go. Yeah, I don't know how you do it, Sue, because I was running in the snow with the dogs today. And I was just running around their front yard. I was like... <gasps> After, you know, the front yard. It's fun, huh? <laughs> it it actually was. And then I was really cold because your feet get cold mm-hmm. really easy in the snow because it's so cold, mm-hmm. which you don't think about. But when you have all this cold stuff around your toes and then you stand in it and run in it, it's worse. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Eventually <laughs> things get numb and then you don't feel it anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess that works. I'm not sure that's a good thing. I actually found um, some really, really good insulated boots that, I mean, my feet weren't cold at all from being out there for almost an hour. But what I discovered about running in snowshoes is that when I kick the snowshoes up behind me, I'm kicking snow onto the back of me. And Mm. it's all like going down into my jacket (laughs) through my collar. (laughs) So basically just like kicking snow down my jacket. (laughs) It's fun. So I just got to be better about being covered up around my neck, I guess. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a new, exciting um, adventure, I guess. So are you ladies ready to move along to our New Year's resolutions and running goals? Sure. Yeah. So Megan, you did pretty well with your running goals and your resolutions last year. I'm interested to hear what you have planned for 2017. So my first goal is a mileage goal because I found that last year it actually really helped me. And I think maybe if I had been paying more attention to my mileage goal, I would have gone out there. Nope, I'm lying. Because I knew only had six miles left without a, with about a week. And I was like, screw it, it's close enough. I'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, that's almost 650. It's not going to hurt me. 
but because it was the closest I'd come to a mileage goal because how many years has I put like 500 as my mileage goal and I got like 200 right. or 250 but for 2017 my mileage goal is 900 miles a 900 yep so you're being even more ambitious I am because I think I can do it I know I can yeah I just, and that's why yeah, you totally can. And and just so you know, if it helps at all, Megan, you totally ran more miles than I did last year because I didn't break 600. What? Well, I was injured well, until hurt. like April. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm not even counting that. You ran probably close to 600 in eight months <laughs> or seven months Yeah. that I ran in 12. Okay, true. <laughs> And then my next goal is to run 209 days out of the year, which is some crazy math. But for me, it was four days a week. Oh, I was trying to figure out how you got to that number. Mm-hmm. It, I think I did four sevenths times 365, and that's what I got. Oh. It's 209. Sounds like those math classes you're teaching are rubbing off on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because I was trying to figure out because I knew running four days a week wasn't concrete enough. It wasn't going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Because then if I missed one day a week, I'd just get frustrated. But I can run 209 days out of the year. Okay. Two. Woohoo. So one more math problem. What is what? 900 miles divided by 209 days? Ooh. I'm like, where's my calculator? <laughs> About 4.3 miles a day. Okay. So more distance running. Yeah, which when I get to my last goal, you'll see. And then I'm going to PR. I won't, well, I'm going to PR my half. That one I'm like 95% sure will happen. And then my goal is to PR my 5K, which I think can happen because at Thanksgiving when I was half sick, I ran a 28.19 on a really hilly course. So I was only, I was less than 10 seconds off my 5K PR. Wow. So I think if I pushed... And I tried to go easy that one because I wasn't gunning for a PR. I just wanted to keep running. Right. And so um, I think both those will come. April is usually my month of 5Ks. That's when I uh, PR'd it last year. So we'll see. Nice. And then my last goal is to run marathon number two. So marathon number two this year, do you have a race picked out? 95% 95% sure it's going to be Savannah. Nice. Oh. Rock and roll Savannah? Yeah. Awesome. Even with what happened last year? <laughs> yeah, that didn't bother me because they handled it really well. Well, yeah, you get diverted. You don't have to run the whole distance. <laughs> well, you know. But that was a fluke year. Just like it's a fluke that we got eight inches of snow in January. Mm-hmm. That's a gorgeous course. Exactly. And it's mostly flat and the people are so supportive and rock and roll knows how to put on a race and there's course support the whole way, you know, or a lot of it, which is really nice. And um, the group of people I run with up here, they're looking at it for their fall race. So I'd have other people to train with again for the same race and we'd all go down as a group. Nice. So that's what's leaning me towards Savannah right now. And when is that? November? first weekend in November. So if I look at my calendar, it should be the weekend of November 4th or 5th. That's like the same weekend as the New York City Marathon, I think. 
did they not push it back to the 11th? Because they usually do it the second week, right? I think last year was like November 6th, so I don't know. I thought it was the first week, but maybe not. I'm not sure. But that's awesome. That's a great race. Yeah, and that's why I like to have other people training with it again and pushing it back to November. Not as many of my runs will be in the heat because I'll get September and October when it starts cooling down where I'll get a lot of my longer runs. Right. You'll also be back in school then during your peak marathon training. But I think it'll be better because I'll be going into my fifth year because I thought about that too. But if anything, I'll have to do better at like time management Mm. and just going home and doing what I need to do or getting up in the morning. (laughs) Well, you you seem to do pretty well with that when you were getting up with your running group and, and going to meet them. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal to keep it up. And um, I have other fun races planned, but those are my goals for this year. Awesome. And I think keeping them at that will keep running, I guess, more fun because a lot of them kind of will come as long as I keep running or right. training for a couple goal races. So Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see what happens and excited for the new year and and to see you crush your PRs. (laughs) Yay! Yay! Let's see. My goals... All right, number one, I said this last year, and I'm going to say it again, more cross-training. I found that I can do cross-training and I can do marathon training, but I haven't really combined the two. Because I would do a lot of cross training and then once I started marathon training, I'd kind of drop everything else and I want to get better about just having all around fitness all the time. Um, And so that's going to be one of my biggest priorities this year. And so that kind of leads me into my second goal, which is a mileage goal of 1500 miles which is um, ambitious for me. I think my highest was maybe 11 or 1200 one year, like a couple years ago. It wasn't the last year or the year before, I don't think. But I plan to accomplish 1500 miles by including swimming, biking, walking, hiking, just all of my mileage. Not driving, that doesn't count. (laughs) But Um, You know what I mean? (laughs) Exercise miles. So that way, if I get injured, I will still be cross-training. I will still be doing other stuff. I won't lose my fitness. You know, if I'm marathon training and I have to miss a run, I can go do a bike instead. You know, if something's bothering me, I can go for a swim, you know. So having a mileage goal that includes the cross-training miles, I think, will help to keep me active the whole year. So, um, so those are my top two fitness goals. My third goal is a time goal of 4.30 for a marathon. Hopefully that will be in the spring with Sugarloaf, which is my goal race for May. And did I say 4.30? Yeah, 4.30 is my goal. My PR so far is 4.37. I think that if I'm really, really good about putting in some time and doing my speed work and and my tempo runs and everything that I have planned, um, I think 4.30 is totally doable. I'm planning on aiming for a 10-minute mile, and so if I plan for 10-minute mile marathon pace, which I'm already working at now, um, I can run 10-minute miles. It's just a matter of 
stretching that out over the course of a marathon, you know? So, um, so if I do that, that'll get me well under 4.30 and that gives me room to fall apart in the second half also. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so my fourth goal is to complete a half iron distance triathlon, which will hopefully be pumpkin man in September. And I originally thought I couldn't train for both a half iron and a marathon at the same time. But whereas I'm in my training, I'm switching up the number of runs that I do per week and increasing my cross training. I think that um, I think it should be pretty good, easy for me to do both. Maybe not easy, but I, I'm sure that I can do both. I was thinking back on Bay State last year, not last year, but the year before when I ran my PR 437 and I was training for the pumpkin man sprint race at that time. And I wasn't doing a lot of extra cross training, but I think that the extra cross training that I did on top of my running really boosted my fitness a lot. So, um, so I think it's going to be good to do that. So half iron this fall. Yay. Yay. And then my seagull less important but hopefully I will get it done this year, which should be to complete an ultra marathon. Um, I figure, hey, maybe if I actually train for one instead of just doing it when I'm coming back from a time off, <laughs> maybe I'll actually get out there and I'll do it. So, um, so my plan is to hopefully do one after one of my marathons in the weeks following either Sugarloaf or Loco Marathon, which will be my, my goal race in the fall. So, um, hopefully hamster wheel will work out this year. And then D goal, less important for me are, um, other races, (laughs) time goals, which would be to PR the half to get two hours or under 27 minute 5k. I've actually, that wouldn't even be a PR for me, but that's just my goal for this year is to get down to 27 or to get under 60 minutes for a 10k. So those wouldn't even for the 5k and 10k wouldn't even come close to my PRs, but just to get under those, that would be good, I think. And then a couple other goals that are less running related are to read more books. Last year, I had a goal of watching a lot more movies. (laughs) Um, And so I ended up, I didn't meet my 366 movie challenge, but I ended up getting well over 200. And that's more than I've ever watched in a year. And this year, instead of watching movies, I'm focusing on reading. So um, so my plan was to read at least one book per month, which I'm well into my first book and realizing, oh, that's like way too easy. I should have made it like a book a week or whatever. But, um, but I'm going to keep it at one per month because I may, um, I don't know, I may get sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> and my last goal is just to maintain a good racing weight. So one thing I'm good at, I'm good at losing weight. I'm also good at gaining weight, but I'm not so good at maintaining. So that's my focus this year is to not gain too much and not lose too much, just to stay where I'm at. And I think that'll be an interesting challenge. (laughs) So that's what I have planned for this year. Um, Katie, this is a whole new year for you, considering you're in a new place with a new job and um, a new home and a new schedule. What are your plans for this year? All right. Most of my, I guess, goals or, or kind of things that I tried to set in motion for 2017 weren't really running related. Uh, the first 
and foremost thing that I want to focus on is that better work and life balance that I mentioned earlier, because, you know, you can only go 200% for so long mm-hmm. before you're going to, you're going to break down. So I want to really focus on finding more time outside of work to do what I want to do. Um, and with that said, I want to have more time for me, more things that I want to do that aren't work related, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I have been very blessed in being closer to home and closer to family and, and closer to some friends here, but I haven't really gotten to do anything with them. You know, it's been uh, come home for the holidays or they'll come here because I need to watch the dog when I have to go to a work conference or something like that. It's it's not been much, I don't want to say like enjoyable time, because anytime you get to see your friends and family, it's it's usually enjoyable, but you know, where you are the one who's getting to make the decision to go and see your friends and family and do fun things with them. So mm-hmm. I want to have more time to do that. As far as running goes, I think I'd like to try to do another trail race this year. I don't know what the distance is really that I'm looking to do. Probably a 5K is where I'd want to start. And we've got a lot of a lot of state parks, a lot of national parks, that kind of thing throughout the area. And one of my most favorite races that I did in South Carolina was there in Mount Pleasant, the race and roast. And it was, you know, on one of the big old plantations they had down there. And even though I only got to do it twice because it got to be so expensive, I'm hoping that I'll be able to find another trail race here in this area that hopefully isn't quite as expensive. So that's first thing running related. Second thing is I'd like to find more local running routes. Um, There are a couple of running clubs that have been mentioned to me, one of which is associated with a brewery, which could turn into a dangerous run, I feel like. (laughs) Um, But I I just want to get out and, and be able to explore more local running routes with so many like little local parks and springs and things that we have. I'm sure that there's some good hidden gems. So I want to be able to go out and find those. And once it warms up, you know, be able to do some running outside and and explore those local running routes. What a great way to explore where you're living, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, and, and that's something I really enjoy is to go to different places and run. Like I used to do that all the time in South Carolina. I kind of had, you know, my, my little running spots that I would go to. So I'm looking forward to being able to do that this spring and summer because hopefully it won't be as chaotic as last spring and summer. And then um, lastly for me is I want to do two, possibly three halves this year. I know that one of those is going to be Run the Bluegrass, as I mentioned earlier, fifth straight year doing that. And then hopefully then the half marathon that we'll do together. So that gets me to two. And then three will probably be the Kentucky Derby many because I'm assuming that they're going to do the Kentucky half classic and everything again this year as they have in the past. So that would be my three halves. I don't really have any time goals or mileage goals or anything like that because like I said, the 
goal that I have at the top of the list is finding that better work-life balance. So I don't want to necessarily put any numbers or time constraints or anything on my running. In fact, I'll probably be doing less running this year with less races and things than I have in years past. But that's okay because just having more free time to do those things will make the few that I get to do more enjoyable. So that's the way I'm looking at it. Good. It sounds like a nice plan for having an enjoyable running season, you know, just just to get out and explore where you are, not put too much pressure on yourself and, you know, to do some half marathons to keep that going. But, right. um, but yeah, more time for you. That's very important. Yes. Let's keep, yeah. let's keep Katie less stressed. <laughs> yes. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I just, I, Every time we get together and I hear you talk about your job and your life, I just, I get so nervous and anxious for you. Like, oh, Aww. just, you just, I just want you to have more you time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's why that's, that's at the top of the list for this year. Because like I said, I'm, I'm still super thankful for the, you know, people give me crap all the time. Oh, I bet you're missing that South Carolina weather now, or I bet you're regretting this decision now. And it's like, no, not really. I just want to find a, little more time for me like I just want to feel like I'm not going 100 miles an hour all the time you know Mm. and you don't even have a family (laughs) I know that's why I'm like I have no earthly idea how someone teaches with kids no way I just there's no way I don't know no me either (laughs) all right well all great goals for 2017. I'm excited for it. I'm excited that we hopefully will be doing another Runner Girls meetup race together. Yeah. Um, more on that later, probably. Are you girls ready to move along to Runner Girl Recommends? Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. My recommend this week is something that I got for snowshoeing and it's actually not my snowshoes, <laughs> which are fine. I would recommend them, but, but this I found uh, more useful for runners in general, and that is waterproof gaiters. So these are basically just like water repellent material that goes around your lower leg covers the top of your boot and leg and keeps snow and other debris from getting in. So useful for snowshoeing, obviously, but also for trail running where you're kicking sand and dirt up into your shoes. Um, This would prevent that. And I couldn't believe like these gaiters combined with my really warm boots that I was talking about, no snow got in. It was awesome. And my feet were so warm and cozy. And I was just like, I wish I've had these my whole life because I've grown up in Maine and I can't tell you how many times I've had soggy cold feet. So, um, so they're awesome. So that is my recommend this week is waterproof gaiters. Very good. Yes. Always important to keep the feet dry. Yes. And prevents blisters too. Yeah, exactly. Megan, what is your recommend this week? My recommend is a book that I read because like you Sue I wanted to get back in reading and I got my library card and so I've read already three books this year oh the library I should do that that's gonna make the reading the books like so much cheaper (laughs) yes exactly I was like I do not have money to read books you know never mind that I have a kindle full and bookshelves full but still so I don't want to read those books I want to read new books yeah (laughs) um 
it's a book called My Brain on Fire, My Month of Madness. And she was a 24-year-old reporter for, I think it was the New York Post. And she um, gets really, really sick, starts having kind of like delusions and hallucinations and paranoia on top of all kinds of other things. And for a while, they can't figure out what's wrong. And she's in the hospital and she actually loses a month of time. Whoa. And then they go through what happened and it's this um, disease that not really, that really isn't heard of. What is it? NMDA receptor encephalitis. Encephalitis. I mean, I don't really want to tell because half of the book is like you trying to figure out what's wrong with her. We we could cut that out. I'm just curious because I know someone who's going through something like really similar to this. So, um. Mm -hmm. And it's like NMDA receptor encephalitis. Basically her brain, she's got this antibody that's making her body attack her brain. And so she had all this inflammation in her brain. Jeez. Wow. And it usually gets misdiagnosed as schizophrenia. In 2009, she was the 217th person ever to be diagnosed with it. And now they're up to like over a thousand cases. And there were doctors who had never heard of it. And she was lucky. Do they, probably not, but do they know what causes it? No, it's random. And some women have like what's called a teratoma in their ovaries. And um, some women do not. It's kind of, it's just you have this antibody and you might be exposed to something in the environment or get a virus or something that causes it to crop up. And then you have it. Like hers, they don't know what started it. And I was like, whoa. Wow. And she's like, everybody just kind of is blowing it off. Like it's not a big deal. And she starts having seizures, really bad seizures and everything. And she was having all these small seizures that people didn't realize were seizures what what is I mean like what would that be like? Like she was like having these out of body experiences. Like she was looking at herself and like I'm I'm not here. So the good thing is it's really curable, like super curable. You just got to get on steroids and this thing. Oh goodness, what was it called? I don't know. But she after she got on it, she was back to like normal within a month. Wow. Like, you couldn't even tell. And she hadn't been talking. She was catatonic. Like, she lost her ability to speak. Like, she couldn't think of words. Like, people thought she was slow. Like, mentally handicapped. Wow. When they saw her out and about. And she went from, like, a New York, like, a 24-year-old, like, news journalist to this thing. Like, she was, she started imagining, like, her, she could hear people saying things. And she was doing stuff that wasn't like her. And she didn't, she kind of blew off a lot of the symptoms. And then... They added up finally. And then she got lucky that one doctor had researched it. Wow. All right. Well, sounds like a good read. Fascinating story. Scary. Yeah, scary. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, it makes me want to go to the doctor all the time now. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be like, oh. I want to tell you guys a whole story, but we don't have time for that. So maybe another time. But holy cow. All right. Well, good recommend. Brain on fire, my month of madness. Katie, what is your recommend this week? Well, changing gears here a little bit. Um, I know that we are all very much planner people, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen from both of your all's Instagram feeds that you're really getting into your planners this year. So that's exciting. I love that kind of stuff, as you all know. And I found something this year 
that I had seen before, but didn't really give much, much thought or a second, second glance. But um, the happy planners this year are awesome. And they have some really good deals on them right now. If you are somebody who likes the Erin Condren Life Planners, but don't like the price of the Erin Condren Life Planners. Who does? Like I, I know, right? Like, yeah, I love spending money. But they do at least offer you good deals and coupons and things when you buy multiple years. So since I have been a customer for now like five or six years, they give give me like $25, $30, 30 off each purchase. Nice. So that helps out a lot. But – the Happy Planners are an awesome, affordable alternative. They are set up almost exactly like the Erin Condren Life Planners, if you like the vertical layouts with your monthly spread and then your weekly spread, but for, like I said, a fraction of the price. And in fact, you can get the snap-in pockets, you can get the stickers, you can get to-do tasks, you can get washi tape. There's even like a package of all of that with the planner right now at Michael's for like 17 bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if you are looking, and I know we're already into 2017, but it's still the beginning. So you can still jump into a planner and not have to tear out too many pages. Um, but if you're looking for something that's affordable, got a really cute layout and very functional, like that's my big thing. It has to be functional and pretty for me to want to use it. Otherwise, it's just going to collect dust. Right. The Happy Planner is a really great option and I suggest you check it out. Like I said, they're available at Michael's. I know most craft stores like Hobby Lobby and AC Moore also carry them. But for our fellow teachers that listen, remember that Michael's always gives you a teacher discount. So that's that's extra money that you can save on things. Awesome. Yeah, actually, yeah. my mom got me one of these last year, and I was already using my bullet journal, so I didn't use it. And I thought it was like an 18-month one, so I didn't. I was just like, oh, I'll use it next year. And I went and pulled it out this year, and it was an 18-month one, but it was an old one, so it was like... It ended in t 2016. I was like, oh, man. Oh, so it just, the yeah. whole thing just went to waste. It's oh. so pretty, though. I totally would have used it if I if I wasn't already using something else. But yeah, yeah they're, they're really cool. And they are very similar to the, mm -hmm. the life planners. Yep. Awesome. Well, great recommend. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. Our Runner Girl of the Week this week is Anna C. on Daily Mile, and she just shared a run. Um, she didn't even say anything about a run. It was 4.7 miles, and it was on the treadmill. So I just wanted to share her run because running on the treadmill sucks, <laughs> but it's sometimes <laughs> necessary, and I just wanted to say good job, Anna, for sticking out those 4.7 miles. I did like one and a half today on the treadmill, brutal <laughs> so good job Anna keep it up and whether you're outside or you're on a treadmill all that matters is you're you're getting the miles in and we choose our run a girl of the week from our daily mile and or smash run feeds if you'd like to friend us and possibly be a future run a girl or guy all of those links are on the sidebar of our website at runagirlspodcast.com and up next we have feedback <laughs> just asking people what their resolutions were. So I thought we could probably pick a few each and, and read some of these. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Katie, do you want to start? Sure. Just glancing at the feed here. 
Karen Richards writes, welcome back. I'm just getting back into running after a hiatus of over a year due to a marathon injury. So, Sue, I was sympathizing with you when you couldn't run. Anyway, goal this year is to run a decent 5K time and maybe a 10K by the end of the year. So, Karen, thanks for sharing that with us and good luck getting back into running. Take it slow so no re-injury and let us know how it goes. Yeah, I think focusing on the 5K and the 10K is a great way to get back into it. Yes. Leanne says, yay, welcome back, ladies. I have missed you. Goals are four half marathons, concentrate on strength and cross-training. I'm with you there. And running trails are on the Perth Hills. I don't have any idea where Perth is, but it sounds pretty. (laughs) It's in Australia. I know that. Australia. Nice. Yes. And apparently hilly. (laughs) Yes. And then Catherine Sagerson, she has a few time-based goals, and she wants a sub-50 minute 10K, a sub-150 half marathon, and a sub-four-hour marathon. Wow. But just to run consistently if these aren't possible. That's a great caveat. Just just running consistently is enough. But those are all fast, fast times. Oh, Yeah. Evelyn writes, Happy New Year. I've started running a running streak and hope to keep it going for as long as I can. On day 38 so far, so good. Also going to tackle my third marathon in April. Yes, I follow Evelyn on Instagram and I have been liking all of her posts when she says, you know, on the day and she went to the park and completed another 5K. So awesome job. Keep it up, Evelyn, and good luck on that third marathon. Nice. Hillary says, I'd like to do a few trail races and to run a Ragnar race this year. Uh, Awesome. You've got some challenging races ahead of you, it sounds like. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Is, did we do Jennifer yet? Nope. Okay, good. So Jennifer says that she's planning to PR her May half. And secondary goal for that is sub 215 and then to run her first marathon in October. Awesome. That's an exciting thing to do first marathon. Good luck. Yes, it is. She follows me on, um, we're friends on Facebook. Oh, nice. And so we talked a little bit when I was training for my first marathon. Oh, that's nice. Becky Clayton says, yay, welcome back to marathons this year, plus as much of a 50k as I can squeeze in before a toddler's birthday party. Ha ha. All right, while well, you squeeze in that ultra marathon, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just pencil it in. No big deal. <laughs> Sabrina Jackson says, yay, glad to have you back. My goal is really just to get back into running. It's been too long since I've done any consistently, and that needs to change. I know that Sabrina has been doing a lot of moving around the country in the last mm. few years as well. She used to live in Savannah. I think we had her on a listener show a few times. Yeah. So we hope that you are able to get back into running, Sabrina, and good luck. And then Stefania Ladroja says she one of her goals is running her first complete 10K. Awesome. Which is so exciting. I remember running my first 10K and also how awful it was, but how awful (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I think my first 10K was the bridge run in Charleston. So you make it through like that first 5K thinking, this is a breeze. And then the second 5K, you're like, oh man, this is a lot longer. (laughs) (laughs) And Alyssa Schmidt says, running my first 50 miler this year and hoping to complete it. So... 
that may be the most ambitious goal on this list. Alyssa, good luck. Let us know how it goes. That brings us to the end of the show. Megan, do you have a quote for us? Yes, and um, this is one that went around a lot at the beginning of the new year, but I like it, and it applies to our goals. And it says, today is the first blank page of a 365-page book. Write a good one. Oh, we got to write a book, too? (laughs) (laughs) A book of all the awesome stuff you do. (laughs) That's a great quote. I like that. It just encompasses that feeling of... There's so much you can do in one year, you know, when you think about everything that we all went through this past year and so much we have ahead of us that we just have no idea about and all the wonderful things that that we might do and what could happen. It's such a great time. I love New Year. (laughs) If you hadn't figured that out yet. Good quote. That is it for episode one of season five. Join us next time when we will be talking about the benefits of cross-training. If you have any questions, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, tweet to us at runnergirlsshow, call the hotline at 207-200-3297, and follow us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Listen to us at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.